welcome back to the Pool Pro Podcast. You may think we talk about secondary sanitation a lot, but pool owners are becoming more savvy and they may start asking you about better water quality and less chemical usage. Are you ready for that conversation? Listen up to the Pool Pro Podcast as it starts right now. Welcome to the show today. My name is Dave Penton from Fluid Dynamics Pool and Spa, and today I have the honor of interviewing a good friend of mine, uh, a guy who I consider the preeminent ozone expert in the country, uh, Dave Rockwell. Welcome to the show. Thanks. So uh, so tell us uh, who you are, what's your, a uh, little bit about your company, and, and uh, you know, I, I I don't even know what to ask because we talk on the phone so often <laughs> that it's, it's uh, yeah, right. so, so introduce yourself to the listeners. I'm a pool guy. I've started servicing pools 30 years ago, and um, early on in my career, I, I came across a pool, I started it up, and it had a Clearwater Tech ozone system on it, and I as I serviced this pool, I recognized that it used so little chlorine, uh, it would run on a half a tab of chlorine a week <laughs> and rarely had to shock it. The water was brilliantly clear, uh, more so than the other pools I was servicing. And uh, so as I got involved with this pool, I, I just became intrigued. I'm like, this is, I got to learn more about this. This is, this is really something. And so I uh, contacted Clearwater. I went up and they had a class on ozone and how to work on it and they set me up with some materials and uh, things that I could study and learn about ozone and it kind of started a love affair that that I've had my whole career in, in pools um, and that goes back how many years now 20 20 to 25 years wow so even back then I mean ozone is is um, to an extent it's starting to finally come of age in the broad industry but mm -hmm. you know 25 years ago you were already dabbling in this and seeing it and uh, so let me take you back um, even a little bit further than that to start off um, how you know did you wake up when you were 13 and go I'm gonna be a pool guy how did you end up uh, <laughs> in this industry and and where are you from uh, um. I grew up in Michigan. Uh, oh, pool rich Michigan. Yeah, that, that was a. I ended up here just kind of by by twists of fate. I I spent some time in Colorado. I kind of lived my life backwards. I did my retirement years in my thirties while, okay. while I was a ski bum in Colorado, and uh, moved to California, and um, I ended up was kind of knocking around. Couldn't really find a job that fit. And a friend of mine was a pool guy, and he's like, well, why don't you just ride along with me for a while? I, I was hooked. Mm -hmm. I, just outdoors in the sun, beautiful backyards. I'm like, this is it for me. This is what I want to do. You were hooked immediately, but did, how, how did that progress into yeah, that becoming the, where the you are today? The difficulty. Um, he only had a, a one-pool pool route, and uh, but he had other friends and everybody had a couple little extra pools that they didn't want to do that they gave me I started doing those I found some pools that I was able to work off I, I some apartment pools commercial pools which really got me up to speed in a hurry on how to do repairs you don't have a choice right and um, so um, I, I I did that I, I 
was fortunate enough to meet um, uh, the, some automation specialists. I got involved with doing in the old compool days. Worked with with um, those people. Tom Shandians was a was a huge mentor. He was a great guy From to Pentair. work with, and um, so I uh, that kind of opened doors for me to get into the higher end market, and uh, that's where I came across my first ozone system, and uh, like I said, it just sort of went from there. Yeah. So even at that young stage of your career within pools. Um, you were already starting to experiment with the, uh, the kind of the cutting edge stuff. You know, 25 years ago, automation was nothing. Now, right. now we don't even think about it. I mean, yeah. most pools, at least out here in California, get built that way. But 25 years ago, that was not the case. After I saw my first automation system, it's like every pool needs this. Yeah, and um, it kind of was the same way uh, with with the ozone system. Uh, more pools need this. Uh, and the variable speed pumps came out. Uh, when, as soon as I saw that, I, I got right on board with it. You just see the advantages of, of newer technology and um, start using it, and it, it, it becomes very much like, why didn't we always do it this way? Sure. That was, uh, you know, you've been in the industry longer than I have, but that was that was the first kind of monumental breakthrough uh, that I remember in my career. I still am always perplexed by the people um, outside of California that uh, are really that really push back on it I don't I don't understand that, I, it's, that in this day and age that it's been this far down the road and that's still happening just blows my mind um, and, and I guess that's the one takeaway as as a pool guy that that uh, has always kind of uh, alarmed me about my industry my end of the industry is how so many of us are closed-minded when it comes to these new opportunities. Nobody's going to pay that much money to automate a pool. Nobody's going to pay $1,500 for a, a pool pump. Uh, same thing with ozone systems now. Nobody's going to pay that much for an ozone system. Stop making those decisions for your customers. Exactly. They, they want this stuff, especially now in the millennial market. They're, they're very tech-savvy. They're... Um, they're very health conscious. They they want this stuff, and and we've we've got to we've got to know because it's the right thing to do for for one thing, but it's the best thing for us too for our business. Sure, exactly. And and you know as everybody gets more environmentally conscious and more health conscious, and and this whole health and wellness movement, um, you know that that has been a part of European. Um, right. living for so long as that kind of grows over here and matures over here um, the opportunity for a product like ozone is just Absolutely. I mean we're just starting to see the beginning yes. of, of that um, can you share a little bit about um, you know what are some of the benefits why would somebody put ozone on a pool what's you know chlorine is cheap it's economical it's easy to use um, you know, well, that's and, true, 100% true. And a lot of times you think if you're trying to promote alternative sanitizers. We're which not, means salt to most of the industry. But when we're talking about alternative sanitizers, we're not necessarily saying that chlorine itself is the devil, that it's, it's a horrible thing. Um, 
chlorine is a very effective sanitizer, but it's all about the way that it's dosed, the amount that's used, uh, how do we control the byproducts. Although chlorine is ubiquitous and cheap, it's not the be-all and end-all. The argument against ozone is always, well, it can't be a primary sanitizer, it can't be a standalone sanitizer. Well, nobody stops and applies those same standards to a chlorine pool. When you go to any hotel on a busy Saturday afternoon, I can't tell you how many times I turn my kids around and say, sorry, we're going to find something else to do. We're not going in that cesspool toilet. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, And I've been to pools where you can't see a person's feet when they're waist deep in the water. Chlorine is not necessarily in and of itself a standalone sanitizer either. Right. That's a great point that I never really thought about. Uh, You know, you get these heavy load environments. So how does ozone solve that problem? Eliminate chlorine and just stick an ozone system on there? Absolutely not. Okay. And in a commercial world, you can't do it legally. You can't do it. But but, but I think you're saying also that you shouldn't. True. Yeah. You need enough of a residual uh, for the bather-to-bather contact the, the waste that come off of each each bather. But when you add chlorine to a pool, the first thing the chlorine has to do is oxidize what's already accumulated in the water. Hmm. When you use ozone and chlorine together, the ozone takes all the heavy lifting off of the chlorine. How so? There's no built-up organic load in the water. Okay. So you can have a smaller amount of chlorine to do the job of just acting as a residual to cover that bather-to-bather contact. The other advantage of chlorine and ozone together, like in a spa environment we were talking, especially this would be true, the kind of nitrogen and ammonia-based compounds, sweat, urine, snot. Chloramine-forming elements within the water. Both chlorine and ozone are very slow to react in, uh, individually to those things. But in, in an environment where you're using both, the chlorine oxidizes these compounds down into something that the ozone can burn right off. So you never get that accumulation of chlorine byproducts and the, the, the foul smell and, and the foam. And this is the amount of residual you need or whether you re- need a residual has a lot to do with your bather loads and the organic load that comes into a pool. By but, organics, you mean uh, dust, mold, pollen spores. It doesn't necessarily need to be at a gym. This could be in a backyard pool. Yes, exactly. And so um, if it's just uh, one, one person doing laps in a residential pool, you don't need a really high uh, level of residual. Um, but you need a little something in the water just to to kill things that that blow in. Now, it's true ozone does burn off and it doesn't necessarily create a residual that lasts, but ozone does last in the water for anywhere from 20 minutes to to a matter of an hour or more after you turn the pump off, after you stop generating ozone. Chlorine will last, obviously, longer, but if, as long as that pump is running, although it's not necessarily creating what you think of as a residual in the same way as chlorine, you're always replacing the ozone that, that off-gasses or, or gets used up. So it's although it's not a residual, there is 
a steady uh, supply of ozone in the water, and it is measurable. Ozone, chlorine, bromine all show up on a DPD test kit. So with the ozone systems, uh, you know, the residual is not long-lasting, and that's, that's been sure. another knock that I've heard about ozone's uh, systems in that is that, you know, unless you're running it 24 hours a day, you know, it's really ineffective. And, and you know, you and I do a lot of ozone installations here in Southern California, and, and to an extent, uh, there's some validity to that. It doesn't necessarily need to run 24 hours a day, but since ozone is not able to be stabilized, um, you know, an hour after you turn off an ozone system, we've lost all that residual in the water. So how do you overcome some of those barriers um, with, uh, with the system, and, and what are some of the things that you recommend uh, as, as you're introducing an ozone system to a pool? Well, when, when people are swimming every day, there's absolutely no reason not to run a pool 24 hours. It's the best thing for the water. It's not only is the ozone uh, cleaning the water or sanitizing the water, but the water's getting filtered, the water's circulating. Circulating the water is the best thing you can do for its health. So there's nothing, there's nothing bad about running it 24 hours a day. Uh, this is where we have really seen the benefit of variable speed pumps yep. uh, because in the past the idea especially here in Southern California where we have really high electric rates the idea of running a pool pump 24 hours uh, is unheard of and so I, I know you're gonna get some pushback on that because you know the, the pump is loud and everything and who wants to hear that uh, but I, I, I really believe that you know ozone and variable speed pump technology have really allowed um, this to become a reality where you can run it uh, your system at a very low speed and run it 24 hours a day um, or 22 or whatever and you're not you know you're not killing your neighbors uh, with noise pollution and you're also not killing your electric bill either ozone is for people who value healthy water my website is called swimchlorinefree.com. It doesn't say there's no chlorine ever in your pool.com. It's the, what we're trying to do is minimize the amount of chlorine, eliminate any chlorine byproducts, and for the most part, we're trying to give people a chlorine-free swimming experience. Mm. I'm glad you explained that because that that's uh, that could be misconceived. And and so that. That brings up another thing that I think we do a little different on the pools we do together. Uh, on the service end of things, we run no cyanuric acid, no conditioner in these pools. I don't want the chlorine to hang around. I don't want it to last. I want it to be full strength, do its thing, and be out of there. And that just freaks people out because they, <laughs> it does. you know, um, the, the, the big test case. So um, it, just to explain to the listeners a little bit, I'm a contractor, I build pools, and you do pretty much all of my startups, uh, and, and you maintain these pools. Um, and, and so we have a long-term history together, uh, but then we also um, have learned how to develop these and, and watch them. It's not just something that, that right. I put in. So it had 15-gallon tanks, and... That was your chem tanks down at the equipment pad. Exactly, sorry. Okay. And it was using, on average, 27 gallons of chlorine a week. Wow. Because he was swimming a lot, he had it hot, and and uh, uh, that's just what it took to keep the pool. And it's nice. a big pool. Yeah, it's a it's a huge pool, 
And uh, at full perimeter overflow, about 100 feet of vanishing edge. Actually, 220. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I knew that was a long, long trough I had to clean. Um, so when we commissioned the ozone systems, it went from using 27 gallons a week on average to about seven or eight gallons. Wow. And, so, and water quality stayed the same. There's no... Water quality went through the roof. So it was so much better. Explain that. And so explain why, you know, at 27 gallons a week, I mean, that's a lot of chlorine. And, right. and uh, I do want to reiterate, this is a huge residential pool. This yeah, is not your monster. average backyard yeah, that, pool. It's, it's, a, it's, it's the biggest residential pool I've ever worked on. Yeah, it's, it's a couple thousand square feet. Uh, yeah. And so just to give perspective so people right. don't, you know, uh, freak out. So, but, but, you know, essentially we reduce the chlorine usage by, what's that, 75%? Mm -hmm. um, uh, but explain what happened to the water, too. I mean, it was clear and it was beautiful and everything before the ozone, but, but what's the difference that you saw? Ozone is a, the strongest oxidizer you can put in the water. It oxidizes metals and also coagulates or flocculates metals so they can be filtered out more. So almost immediately the water clarity went way up. Hmm. Because it's filtering out the the metals and, and the things that create color in the water, the water becomes a deeper blue, a prettier blue. The, the, the clarity and, and the color of the water uh, is with ozone is, is something you just can't match any other way. A huge advantage to ozone is the fact that it gets rid of things in the water that no other, either chlorine or other alternative sanitizers, they don't touch. Um, when you look at these beautiful backyards we work in, they get that way because they have gardeners using fertilizers, herbicides, they have a guy come and spray for bugs once or twice. I've had them come and spray right up next to me. They've got a full-on suit and respirator on, and they're spraying that stuff around me. I'm like, wait a minute. And you know it's atomizing through the atmosphere, and exactly. the water captures all of it's, that. It's getting into the pool. All the stuff, and their neighbors are doing the same thing. All this is blowing around, getting into the pool. So there's a, there's a toxic load that we can't measure for and we don't see that ozone gets rid of. Very interesting survey that was published. They asked people what was their dominant memory of summertime. Oh. One of the top responses was the smell of chlorine in the pool. Frightening, isn't it? Most people's dominant memory is an unsafe, unhealthy swimming pool that they were in, and they didn't even know it. Um, uh, explain why smelling chlorine is such a problem. Well, basically, there's two reasons that you smell chlorine. The dull funky chlorine smell that you associate with pools most often is actually from the chlorine byproducts. It's the, the stuff that we talked about that creates foam and spas. That's an extreme concentration of it, but it's basically the chlorine and the things that it's reacted with have created chloramines. Chloramines, if they're allowed to stay in the water, degrade in levels to more and more toxic versions of themselves. So that's the one chlorine smell. Now there's another chlorine smell that's, that's really bad, and that's a stinging. It kind of burns your eyes and burns the hair off your, out of your nose. And that's when you get super high concentrations of 
pre-chlorine, 10 parts per million and above. Both of those are equally harmful, but if you smell chlorine in the water, you really should get a test strip or a test kit before you get in. So I think that's a big con misconception, um, you know, among people that don't understand chlorine. Um, you know, the fact that you can walk into your local YMCA, and I've, I've heard this said before, uh, people will walk, walk in and say, I can't smell chlorine, there must be a problem. Yeah. And, and that's actually a thousand percent the opposite of, yeah. of what reality is. Uh, and so you're saying that if you walk into a place and smell chlorine, your radar should go up and, and you should be really wondering what's going on. Yep, exactly. Talk me through your beliefs on chemical automation and, and being able to control those feeds. Uh, ozone doesn't fit into every budget, but for a little bit more than the price of a salt system, a chemical autom automation system can be added to a pool that controls the pH. It gives you a real-time reading of the quality of the water. What we do uh, with our chemical automation systems on a residential pool is, again, we run no cyanuric acid. Some guys like to run um, 20 to 30 parts per million. If you do any more than that, you're actually at cross purposes of what you're trying to accomplish. But by dosing reg at regular intervals and keeping your residual chlorine down to a part per million or less, half a part per million of, of active chlorine in the water will do everything you need it to do. Hmm. So you don't need these massively high chlorine residual numbers with a chemical automation system because it's constantly replenishing the supply as it gets used up. That in itself creates fewer chlorine byproducts and the net result is you don't see, feel, taste chlorine, and smell chlorine in the water. So I really want to bring back around something we touched on earlier about this whole health and wellness movement. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've talked about it uh, on other episodes with other people. Uh, we're really starting to see the home wellness center uh, right. coming of age, especially super high-end residential where you've got, um, you know, the, the, the wellness center in the basement where you've got your gym, you've got your massage table, uh, you know, maybe a spa, um, you know, a, right. a, a sauna. And so um, as that trickles down out of just the, the, the high end, um, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, I think we're going to see that really mature. And, and it's just a kind of an outgrowth of where I see um, just society moving right now. You know, I mean, millennials are very, very health conscious. And yes. wellness is really, um, you know, it, it's potentially a, um, a, a new frontier, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we've seen it the last number of years with uh, the, the onset of hybrid cars. Uh, you know, we live sure. in California here and, and electric cars are going to be you know, they may not trickle out to the to the rest of the nation uh, as much as they will here, but um, that technology is creeping in everywhere. And yes. you have, um, you know, hybrid cars uh, that that almost I can't think of any of the major manufacturers that don't have some sort of a hybrid version uh, of at least some of their more popular cars, and. Um, you know, it, it's it's all kind of that same um, environmentally conscientious 
client base and, and, and consumer base. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so uh, how do you see ozone you know, fitting in with this whole health and wellness movement? Well, I think that's what's starting to take ozone out of the lifestyles of the rich and famous world and bringing it down into the traditional backyard market um, because of who's buying and owning these pools now. Like you said, they drive hybrids. They're very environmentally conscious. They're health conscious. They spend more money for organic fruits and vegetables. They buy grass-fed, grass-finished meats, um, organic chicken, that sort of thing. Um, They go to chiropractors, naturopaths, instead of regular allopathic doctors. Uh, So they're used to spending money on their health. And so just like we talked about Uh, automation variable speed pumps Um, these things work their way into that market they were uh, a higher cost than than what the average backyard pool used to be but the these people see the value in that they they care for their health they uh, especially children nowadays there's high incidence of autism food allergies things like that Uh, and they're concerned that chlorine is contributing to that toxic load. So things that we can do to reduce that in a pool, we're giving them exactly what they want. Sure, I mean, the, the marketplace seems to be so ripe for this right now. And, and you know, uh, just like a hybrid car, it costs a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you look around, you know, as you're on the roads, there's an awful lot of people who are very willing to spend a little bit more for a hybrid car. That's and right. so, um, you know, the, the, um, so much of the pushback within the industry is, is um, you know, I, I really want to kind of talk against that a little bit because, yeah. um, you know, I like what you had mentioned uh, in, in a conversation you and I had offline here is that, um, you know, the, the, you're making the decision for the client, right? And and that's um, uh, in some respects, I feel that's irresponsible for your client. Uh, but then at the end of the day, um, I, I think you can um, you can you can navigate the conversation and explain the health and wellness benefits of what an ozone system does and and offers. And um, you know, it, it's. It's not smoke and mirrors. It's, it's not. It, it is a legitimate alternative. Um, not an alternative. It's a legitimate supplement, and uh, you know it's a it's a potential to not only create a better environment for the client, uh, but to also help them um, with their you know uh, increased need for health and wellness, and and um, you know the benefits to it are are there as well. And there's environmental benefits also. Um, Every gallon of chlorine that you add to a pool, you're putting about four pounds of salt into it. Uh, Every gallon of acid is about two pounds. So you're driving the total dissolved solids, the dissolved metals and things in the water. Eventually that water has to be drained. Up until this winter in Southern California, we've had a pretty bad drought situation. So people have been reluctant to to drain their pools. So they've had to live with declining water quality month by month and year by year. Ozone systems, by limiting the amount of things you're adding to the pool, uh, 
it, it is an environmentally and re- responsible thing to do to have a, have an ozone pool. Sure, and and ozone does not leave any residual. Yeah. Uh, it off gases out carbon and water, and so it leaves behind. The other thing that uh, that I have always touched on too. Um, nobody talks about the envir- environmental impact of um, what does it look like to manufacture the chlorine. And then it has to go into uh, a semi truck and get delivered to the yeah. uh, the distribution house, and then you put it in the back of your truck, and it's heavy, and you use more fuel and everything. So, so if you really start to look broadly outside of just the actual dumping it into the pool, um, you know the impacts are are pretty far reaching, and to be able to minimize that. It's a it's a real easy sell, um, you know. Once you can start to talk to your clients and 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 that it's it's not as difficult um, a, a sale as you would think. That's true. Yeah, yeah, and and just the fact that um, I think so many people would be willing to spend a little bit of extra money. Right. Um, you know, one of the one of the pushbacks um, over the years has been ease of operation and all of that. And so, um, you know, walk us through that. I mean, you have, you know, dozens, if not hundreds of these out in the field. Right. Um, you know, what what does normal operation look like? And, and um, you know, can you dispel some of those myths? Well, there there's a couple little things that need to be checked uh, monthly. Uh, the things like little fan filters that keep the uh, unit cool. Um, there's a set of gauges on the front. There's there's a vacuum gauge and a and a flow gauge, and making sure that those numbers are are adding up or they're in the right range so that you're drawing the ozone into the water and mixing it properly. Um, it's really just a matter of knowing what to look for, and I for my part of it. I either maintain the ozone pools, our company does it ourselves, uh, or if I'm working with a pool guy, I'll spend some time and train him what to look for. And then annually, this, the units do need to be serviced. The chambers need to be, be rebuilt. Um, as we mentioned at one point, there's very high voltage going through these things. There's a lot that creates heat. And uh, so there's, there's a, a certain... Uh, amount of service that it requires every year it's probably a few hundred dollars but as long as it's it's kept up and kept running um it's uh it's very very easy and as i mentioned the whole reason i got into looking into ozone in the first place was because how much easier it made my life as a pool guy sure and and it's not unlike um you know maintaining your salt cell um, you know, right. those have to be cleaned uh, on, on a fairly regular basis. Right. And, uh, you know, anymore, it seems like every couple of years you're having to buy a new one. Yep. Uh, and so it's um, the biggest thing that we've seen over the years is how many times have you walked into uh, a project and the ozone system has been shut down. Right. Um, and and really, it's, it's because... Makes me cry it, every time I see that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but the reality is, is that uh, it probably hadn't been serviced in four right. years. And, and yeah, if there not maintained but it's just like anything if you don't change the oil in your car guess what it's going to blow up eventually and so um, just learning that uh, that really 
it's about a year, um, you know, and, and yeah, there is, there's a maintenance interval that people are unaware of, uh, but it's not the end of the world. So you and I have the benefit of working on, you know, true high-end residential. Right. Um, uh, how do you see this uh, as, as being able to come down into the more traditional residential market? Because that's been one of the, uh, one of the things that we've seen over the years is this is really, um, you know, ozone is a, a very integral part and it's almost, at least here in Southern California, getting to be um, an expected um, part of true high-end residential construction. Right. Um, but it, it's not just for that. I mean, it's definitely, we've done a, a few systems on, you know, more traditional pools, right. um, you know, regular middle-class neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. and, and it's not this this big luxury item that somebody is splurging on. It, it, it really is a viable um, in, in more of a mainstream type of an environment. Explain that. Well, um, the the customers in that part of the market that I'm finding generally are the kind of people who do their own research online. Um, they start looking at what's out there, and uh, that's why I'm putting my website together, swimchloriinefree.com. Uh, I want to be a resource for people to be able to get actual, not just sales pitches, but real information about uh ozone and alternative sanitizers, how to make an intelligent choice between the options that are out there, and basically uh, a little bit about the science behind ozone and, and the huge benefits it brings to a pool. Yeah, um, just bring everybody back up to speed on that. What are, what are the benefits uh, for, for, for those that don't know, that are not familiar with ozone? Ozone? is as an oxidizer is around 100 times stronger than chlorine wow give or take based on concentrations and so forth and 3000 times up to 3000 times faster working so uh viruses and bacteria uh much, many of them are killed on contact by ozone where it takes chlorine sometimes minutes or even hours the really bad bugs uh, the spores like uh, Cryptosporidium E. coli, they actually have a hard shell around the outside that has to be penetrated before you can actually get to the organism. Ozone kills those very rapidly. Chlorine, it takes some time to break it down. There are other systems like ion systems that use metals, uh, copper, silver, zinc, and those systems take hours or even days to kill a bug. So basically, they're kind of, they might be kind of a feel-good thing to put on your pool. Um, don't, I don't use chlorine, I use this. What you have to realize is the stuff that it's killing is the stuff you left in the water days ago. There is nothing there protecting you right now against bather-to-bather transmissions. We're talking alternative sanitizers right now and, and alternative systems. I want to just touch on AOP just a little bit. Uh, I don't want to get too granular into it, but... Um, you know, it, it seems to be the new kind of buzzword within the industry, uh, and it's essentially um, UV combined with ozone. Uh, can you just uh, touch a little bit on that? And they're create they're creating ozone and then destroying it with UV. In that process, uh, hydroxyl radicals are created 
they're something that appear in a flash and disappear. Um, I don't know that there's any way to measure them or measure for them um, because it's just, just a quick little thing that happens in the piping. And so there is some promise in that. It's something that we've been playing around with using uh, UV systems on our ozone pools. But um, I'm not entirely convinced that destroying the ozone and not letting a little bit of residual go back to the pool is such a great thing because ozone has so many beneficial qualities to it. Um, for me, the jury's still out. Sure. But the thing I will say is that most of the units that, that are out there for residential pools compared to what we do are, are drastically undersized. It's like that old ozone light bulb in a box system. Um, does ozone work even in small quantities? Yeah. But if you don't use enough of it, you're not really getting the full benefit that you really are looking for in a pool. Sure. Uh, and the systems that we put in, uh, yeah, they're a little bit more expensive than, um, you know, your traditional bolt-on system that you can go buy at the, at the distribution house. But um, we are seeing real, real, real world. results in the water. Yeah, and, and real-world reductions of chemicals, you know, yep. 90, 95 percent. I yes. mean, we can really cut it out. Yep. So, In the wintertime, I, I've got uh, most of my ozone pools run chlorine-free. They're, they're running just on ozone. So as the resident ozone expert, what is your... Um, What's the one thing, uh, your, your takeaway for the listeners? What's the one thing that you want to, any myth you want to dispel, anything that you want to uh, uh, leave everybody with? Why, why ozone? Because it can do so much for your pool in terms of the actual health of the water and the uh, benefits to the water clarity, the water purity. Um, a lot of people spend a lot of money on high-end finishes for their pool. You really want to show that off, put an ozone system on it. It's the, the water color and clarity, beauty is, is unmatched by any other process. Uh, if you want really, really healthy water, we've always looked at, at, in the pool service industry, we've always looked at water quality in terms of what, we've, what we're taking out of the water, all the harmful things. Um, that we're removing from the water either by uh, chemical treatment or filtration. For the first time with ozone, we're actually looking at adding something healthy to the water. We're, we're dissolving oxygen and adding that to the water. Just, just being in that water is, is good for you. Your, your, your skin likes having that oxygen. And uh, so to me, uh, there's, there's really nothing that approaches healthy water that you can get with ozone. Sure, and and it's it's um you know we we've been talking about it all throughout the the health and wellness aspects are just uh, they're such a part of what everybody is looking for these days right. and being able to give them a product and just educating yourself enough to understand you know. Um, how that fits in there, it's a much easier sell than I think a lot of people realize. Yeah, getting to know your customer. If you see those Priuses and Teslas in the driveway, and if you see um, Whole Foods bags <laughs> in the trash, um, 
you know you've you've got a potential for for someone who would who would be interested in at least cutting back on the amount of chlorine they're exposing themselves to. All right. Well, thank you very much again. Uh, what's your website? Swimchlorinefree.com. And on there, you are going to have uh, w what kind of information we find when we go there? Well, we're going to have uh, I'm going to have information of uh, the some of the benefits and some things about ozone that people might want to know. Um, I'll have some pictures of our pools and our applications. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the properties of ozone um, and what it, what it can do for you. And uh, hopefully not just a sales tool, but an actual learning experience for people. Yeah, it's not just a come see my you know my website I, I i know you and i know you uh you know professionally and i know that that's your your goal is to become um you know not only the expert but to give out information and right. and that information is going to be relevant to everybody uh, across the country so thanks for joining us today i really have enjoyed pleasure. this enjoyed it yeah and we will catch you next time a new voice in the industry a resource for all education for you this is Pool Pro Podcast. Build relationships and share important news as we get ready for our next backyard adventure. Pool Pro Podcast. Backyard adventures are better together. Please take a moment to share, like, and review our content with all of those that would be interested.